Hi, I'm Phil Svitek, and welcome to what essentially is my review of The Batman, but it's really more of why I didn't like it as much as other people, okay? Now, it's going to be spoiler-filled right off the bat, so here is your one and only warning that I'm basically going to deep dive into it and talk about it from the perspective as if you have seen the movie, okay? So that has been your warning. And I wanted to do this because normally, you know, I don't like to bash movies. Uh, I like to only highlight movies that I'm a fan of. And my intent is still not to bash the movie, but to kind of underscore and use it as a way to hopefully teach storytellers, aspiring, you know, whether current or aspiring ones, of what to sort of look out for, right? And, you know, whether you agree with me or not, I, at the very least, I wanted to kind of start a discussion on it and, and hear your opinions on it, your reaction to what I have to say and so forth, right? And let me start off by saying that Overall, I was really enjoying the movie. I had no problem with the runtime uh, while I was watching it. Um, like everything worked till about eighty percent of the movie. I'm going to talk about that in a book because I had going into it. I had seen some criticism of like uh, that that there's no characterization of Bruce Wayne or you know whatever else, and I was like, I don't I don't necessarily need that, right? And as I was watching it. I had this voice in the back of my mind of like, I don't, I don't know why people would be bashing this movie. Like, I'm, I'm enthralled in this. But that is until like, you know, the 80% of the movie. And then after that, it started to really quickly unravel for me. And the fact that like, what's so, why, why, why it is so upsetting is because I was really enjoying it. And from a technical standpoint, like this... The craftsmanship is on display in this movie. Everything but story is, like, absolutely incredible. I truly, truly love, you know, Robert Pattinson as as Batman and Bruce Wayne, um, as well as the entire cast, like Zoe Kravitz as, as Catwoman. I think she did a fantastic job. Like, everyone, everyone is just doing such a great job, the world building, the cinematography, the score, the sound design. It, it, it was all amazing. The editing, great, great. Firing in all cylinders. Just the story. And I got home and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I just didn't get something. Maybe I just didn't understand the ending. Because for me, where it started, once, once the Batman met the Riddler, that's when it started to really fall apart. So I was like, okay, Maybe maybe I just didn't understand something. And so I was like, okay, let me just really simplify this for myself. Let me go to Wikipedia and just look at the plot summary, right? Um, and so I read it. And I'm, I'm going to read it to you. So it, just not the whole thing, but just the ending. Uh, the bombs destroy the water breakers around Gotham and flood the city. A shelter s- set up in an indoor arena... Uh, where the Riddler's followers shoot to kill Rael. Uh, they are stopped by Batman and Selina. In the aftermath, uh, Riddler befriends another inmate, the Joker, although not explicitly stated in the movie, while Selina deems Gotham beyond saving and leaves. Batman aids recovery efforts and, by, 
um, vows to inspire hope in Gotham. So on paper, it kind of makes sense, but none of that actually happens within the reality of it, right? As far as like Batman stopping the assassination attempt, they still shoot her, uh, and then she manages to like get away, right? So it's not really Batman doing anything. So, because in many ways, right, this has been compared to The Dark Knight. And in fact, the filmmakers jokingly kind of wanted to best Chris Nolan and so forth. And the problem with that is that this movie, Batman doesn't ultimately make a choice. In The Dark Knight, and sorry, I'm going to spoil that as well. Uh, although not technically, I guess. But he makes a final decision, right? Um, it is literally, like, he makes... A, that within the last four minutes, the crisis climax and resolution pretty much happen where he makes a choice, the ultimate choice, this or that. And, and he chooses to be what Gotham needs in spite of us. It becomes a self-sacrifice, right? But that's what's best for the city. And it is literally within that last final four minutes that he makes this choice and you get it and it hits and... Boom, like, this is what the movie's been building towards. Here, not only does he not make a choice, but nothing happens because of it, right? It, it's, he didn't stop the assassination attempt. To me, the, Riddler, the fact that the Riddler didn't know Batman's identity was such a missed opportunity to ratchet up the tension um, because he's essentially just thwarted and that's it. And then the rest is... Because, like, with the Joker, right, in The Dark Knight, as he says, you know, he wasn't going to bet Gotham on a fist fight with him and the Batman. And essentially here, that's kind of what happened. Um, even though the plan does go accordingly, uh, it's not like the Riddler won, really. Because the city and the corruption weren't exposed in it. Like, it changed the dynamic, but nothing, no, nothing ultimately... And, and, and if anything, it's like the Batman really should have stayed out of this one because he, he helped incite this. And he never comes to grapple with that. You know, I mean, the, the, the mayor-elect, Bella, right, who who the assassination is attempted on, she has that great moment at the funeral where she says, you know, I want to get you, it, when I win, I want to get you out of the shadows, um, essentially, uh, and, and get you, like, to be like Thomas Wayne to, to do good for this city. You know, be a philanthropist. And, yet, and um, you know, you can see, okay, that has a double meaning because, of course, uh, Thomas Wayne ultimately wasn't a good guy and I like that aspect of it and that's something that Bruce Wayne does have to grapple with but but it's weird where it's like okay so is Batman you know is the realization for Bruce that that Batman is good or bad like you can't just all of a sudden switch it to be a symbol of hope um just like that and it happens through voiceover right it's a very much tell don't show premise that I just didn't appreciate at all whatsoever. And, and, and so I'm just baffled by that choice. I mean, 
you know, very much the, the movie opens with narration. And while I didn't love it, I was like, all right, cool. You know, um, we'll go with this technique because he's writing in his journal. And it doesn't come back until the very ending. And it just, to me, that's a telltale sign of you needed to, like, fix the movie because certain things weren't working. So let's put a voiceover at the beginning to explain where we're at. And then we'll explain at the end with another voiceover, you know, kind of how we get out of this movie. It Literally, a tell-don't show. And so that just wasn't working for me. And as, as far as the Riddler is concerned, yeah, like once once we get to meet him, right? It, the, the, people are saying this is very much like Batman, you know, as of seven but with Batman in it. And sure, okay. But if you're going to do that, when in that movie, when, when they got to the, um, the killer, there was interaction beyond just that one scene and, the, and, 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 it, and it had stakes and it meant something here. They just have that, uh, that moment and it's supposed to feel intense because like, okay, does the Riddler know that Bruce Wayne is Batman or does he not? And then as soon as the Riddler... Basically, you know, it's evidence that he doesn't actually know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. All the tension is released, and it's like, okay, cool, all right, that's we're good. And the Riddler essentially has no hand to play because he he set up all this, and that, that, so it feels very cheated. You know, you 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 don't incorporate your villain into literally the third act. And yes, there's a scene with with the Riddler, and what in my mind. And a lot of people's minds was supposed to set up a sequel, right? Where, as I, as I said, the, um, the Riddler befriends another inmate. And even though it's not explicitly stated, it, it's the Joker, right? The problem with that is Matt Reeves has come out explicitly and said, no, we just kept that scene in there, uh, but it, it, it's not setting up a sequel. So why have it at all? Well, you have it because in in the I guess the more truer version, right? The earlier drafts of this, Batman was supposed to come in there and talk with the Joker so he can get inside the mind of the Riddler, and so forth. So they cut down all that stuff, and and so they're like, okay, we still want to keep the Joker in there and make this world feel lived in, but it's like it. If you're not going to use it for the... Se- I, first off, I wouldn't have liked it even if you're going to use it for the sequel. Because um, it's just... it's just I hate the idea... Like, listen, if you're going to set up the sequel, fine, do it. However, not at the cost of not having a climax. Batman never makes a choice. He tells us, but he never, we never see it, right? So and it, it just felt so cheap. And especially if it's meaningless. As quite frankly, Matt Reeves has come out and said... I don't get it. I don't get the choice, right? And to to make the world feel lived in, like that being the excuse, it's like the world already feels lived in. You know, uh, I had no problem with the amount of villains that this movie had, you know? Um, If anything, like what was kind of interesting was (laughs) everything could have just, like Batman could have posted up at this one damn bar and got all the answers, Um, which is a criticism that... uh, that I've heard from other people that the puzzles were too easy to solve. Like, they were far ahead of it um, than Batman. And that's a problem. That's a real problem when, you know, usually, like, you never want the audience to be ahead of your film. 
And not that this is like some incredible, uh, what should I call it, like M. Night Shyamalan plot twist thing where or whatnot. But, you know, in detective stories, going back to like even the the Maltese Falcon, like the, all those sort of great stories, or even murder mysteries, whatever else, you ha- the you, you have to have your main characters be at least a step of ahead of the audience. And the fact that that wasn't for a, quite a lot, number of people that I know is problematic because then you're just waiting. And not only are you just waiting, it dilutes your main character, right? Here's Batman, the world's greatest detective. And yet, you know, for all intents and purposes, an average Joe figuring out faster than Batman. No, that can't be the case. That cannot be the case. So these are my issues with the movie. And it sucks because I was I was in, you know, 80% of the movie. And then we get to the Riddler part and it just unravels so quickly. Damn shame. Damn shame. And yes, most likely in the sequel, they'll do it. And all my like worries will be fixed and whatever. But like, why is that? Like, I don't like this trend where we cannot complete a movie within a movie. You know, I look at the greats like Rush Hour 1 complete story and then you had rush hour two and then boom right that was great and then you had rush hour three like each movie is complete and you progress it and the trilogy of the dark knight what makes it so great batman begins is a complete movie and yes it has the stinger about the joker at the end but it's fine you've earned it because you told you had a beginning middle and end this does not just wraps it up with a voiceover telling me I'm going to be hope. But I never see that choice. And it's not earned to me. Just, yes, I understand the aspect that there's, you know, the, the, the Riddler's person that says, like, I'm vengeance. And that's a mirror to Batman. But what, we, we, we don't see that choice as action. Oh, he helped some people oh, through the rubble. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Batman was going to do that regardless. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a damn shame is what I want to say. Anyway, these are these are the things that just didn't work for me. But uh, on a technical level, I thought it soared. Kudos to everyone, you know? I just, if, if the story, just that, that third act was fixed, I'd be all in. But, uh, anyway, uh, the you know, from, from looking at film Twitter critics and People like that, I seem to be in the minority. So, you know, what do I know ultimately? But feel free to share your thoughts and opinions. And as long as you're respectful, I'll be respectful back. You know, we can disagree on art because it is ultimately subjective. And just talk about it and have fun doing that. Anyway, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and hear my thoughts. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I'll see you next time.